The NBA trade deadline nears, and it's starting to heat up. Pascal Siakam is heading to the Indiana Pacers with a big haul going back to Toronto. Quick, I'm Shirley K. Gargano from Philly Sports Talk. I'm going to break down this deal for you. Nothing nothing serious. And uh, Just give our trade grades and everything you need to know about the deals. Pacers, they what? finally make a big splash. You know, they've been known as a team to not really pay guys, and uh, they – finally went out and did something for their fan base, but it came at a hefty price. Yeah, it definitely did. I think uh, I think both move. I don't want to give it away entirely, but I, I like this move for both teams involved. I Technically, there was three teams, but I like this move a lot. Yeah, I do too. Um, and for a multitude of reasons, which we're going to get into with this deal, and we'll end the podcast with our final trade grades uh, for all three teams involved. So the full breakdown, here we go. The big part's Pascal Siakam. The Pacers get Pascal Siakam. They send Bruce Brown, Jordan, and Nora three first-round picks to Toronto. And the Pelicans, who were the third team involved, who didn't give too much, they send Kyra Lewis Jr. from the Pelicans to uh, Toronto. And in return, the Pelicans, they just get some cap relief, some money off their hands. So the Raptors, I mean, three first-round picks for a rebuilding team. And, you know, Earlier on, they they did the uh, trade involving OG and Anobi. They get R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly. They get all these assets on two expiring contracts. So for the Raptors, I love it. Yeah, I think three first-round picks is incredible, and I think they're kind of playing into this Scotty Barnes is our guy, and they're just getting role players around them. They got Bruce Brown, who's a very good defender, and they're getting draft capital and in compensation for Siakam. I think that's a great a great move for them getting younger. Yeah. Yeah. Brucey is on a three-year deal. He signed with Indiana. I don't think he envisioned going to, well, he did with Indiana uh, and now to Toronto as he was with the world champion nuggets last season. Then the, the famous Mike Malone quote at the parade, you know, Brucey is not going anywhere. And then he yeah. signed with Indiana and now he's in Toronto. That's not ideal for a vet like him at this point in his career, but yeah. I'm sure He'll figure it out. There. I definitely have a. I, I definitely have a feeling that Bruce Brown does not stay there. I feel like either he gets dealt before this deadline in about a month, or or maybe next season. But I definitely don't think he sees the rest of his contract in Toronto. Yeah, it's a. It's around a three year, thirty three million dollar deal. I, I I can't imagine he does either. I mean, he might be a good bet for some of those younger guys there. He's uh, a good defensive asset, but I don't know. We'll see. The something funny that I saw actually, Pascal Siakam. If, believe it or not. Miles Turner was on his list of players, like his dream teammates, and was just second behind Kevin Durant. So out of all the players in the league, Miles Turner was second. Now, you know, I, to all of us, is kind of a joke and pretty funny. That's but similar to my does, list. Yeah. <laughs> he, he compliments his game well, so I get it. I mean, come on. You got all these guys in the league. That's second? <laughs> Miles Turner's third on mine, so. Uh, yeah, is he? Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. He's he's not on my list. I can tell you that for sure. But uh, again, I I really love the Pacers finally trying something. Again, I mentioned earlier they're notorious for not really doing anything, um, not really having the deep pockets to go and do something. The three first is a lot. Um, it's good for the fans there, which is a big part, and keeping Tyrese Halliburton happy. Halliburton did sign that big contract in the off season, but you want to keep him happy. Uh, you don't want to just ruin everything. And I saw something interesting today is the Pacers have done more for Halliburton than teams have done like for Trey Young, like Atlanta. And honestly, it's it's kind of true. I mean, the DeJounte Murray deal was something, but I mean, was it? 
Yeah, and and you would think after they got to the Eastern Conference Finals and were two wins away from going to the finals, they would they would be like, all right, we got our guy. Let's let's continue to put forth an effort to get back. But they never did. One thing that does scare me though about this Pacers deal, and I could be wrong, Siakam is absolutely going to test free agency after this season. Correct. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to imagine. I mean, he's he is, it is an expiring contract, so unless he really wants to resign, I mean, he 100% is tested free agency, yes. This is, yeah, this reminds me of uh, when Butler came here. You, you kind of get him for like a, a playoff push almost kind of, and then he tests free agency and, he, and he's gone. Or is that, that is how it played out, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it was kind of like a trade, kind of like a yeah. thing going on there. But it, you know what? And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Kawhi Leonard deal, except that team was actually a championship contender. No shade thrown to Indiana. Um, and, and speaking of that, I don't believe this deal does uh, this changes anything. I I think it's great for um, the Pacers, but maybe they win two games in the first round. Now, I mean, I could see them potentially winning the first round again. I like this team. I do. I love Halliburton. I, I don't mind Miles Turner, Siakam now, Aaron Neesmith. They have some good pieces, but I mean, in the end, they're going to need to get a, re- a really favorable matchup. They, they're a very fast-moving team, which could benefit uh, on some teams. And you know, obviously, we know they had their success against the Bucks so far in the regular season. But overall, if they had to play a top-three seed, I, I, I can't see it happening. I can't. Yeah. So. I feel like we. This is where we kind of disagreed when we were texting each other before, like as the deal was happening. I guess you can view this as a success in, in two ways. If Siakam stays in the off season, then I think it's success. A success. If he leaves, I think it's a, a failure. And then also, where, where were your, um, what were your opinions on the Pacers? What were your expectations before the deal? And what are they now? And you can kind of grade it. I mean, you just said they can win maybe two more games in the first round, but. I kind of saw them as a fringe second round team in the first place. So now I think they're kind of like oh. a, no, they are. They're, they're historically the greatest offensive team ever. Yeah. But they're the worst defense too. Yeah. And I, and, but that also, I mean, Siakam's a very solid defender. I mean, not that's as good true. as he used to be, but that's true. Definitely helps. But defense defense will ramp it up in the playoffs. I mean, I'm not trying to throw shade at Indiana. I like, I, I really do like this team and I can, I can see it possibly happening in the first. I can see them maybe winning a playoff series, but I just think they're going to have to get a matchup. I they, do. Yeah, they need a defensive guard. I think that's what they're lacking right now. Um, they every, All of their matchups with the Bucs, it, it's the same thing. It's like their over-unders are insanely high when they play the Bucs. So if they play a team like that, I mean, we know how the Sixers perform in the playoffs. So if we get matched up with them, I don't think it's crazy to say that they're a second-round team. Um, yeah, I think well, I think we'll be fine. I did make a note saying like they could take us to six or seven. Who knows what happens? But again, the speed is what favors them. My concern again, it just all goes back to the defense. Again, you mentioned Siakam, great defensively. He is uh, the one thing they had going for them defensively was Bruce Brown. So obviously Siakam is better, uh, but they gave up their other defensive asset in this deal. And again, this is this is a good team, but and I do think this is a good deal. This is something just. Even if it doesn't work out, like even if Siakam and Indiana doesn't work out, this shows that you're finally trying to care for the fans for Halliburton instead of like what Atlanta's done where they really haven't done anything or other teams that kind of just live in mediocrity. Mediocrity. Hold my goodness. I'm going to stop talking. Yeah, no, I think I think that definitely it, it gives a sign to the fans like, hey, this is what we want to do. 
And I think it gives a sign to Siakam's like, hey, we want to we know that you can test free agency, but we want to bring you in now, prove to you that this is where you want to be. This is who you want to play for. These fans are great. This is what we have in mind. This is what we envision. And I, I really love the idea. And I and we know how playoffs get. Everything shrinks and it's more half court offense. And it's and that's probably why the Sixers have struggled a lot in recent recent years because everything gets tougher in the playoffs and it's not as quick paced. But the Pacers are the best fast break team in the NBA, and they just got an incredible fast break offensive player. But I, I just wonder how that's going to translate in the playoffs. Yeah, I just their ceiling, their absolute ceiling for me is winning one one round. I, I still can't see it happening. And if you want to go one step further, I can respect someone saying their like their absolute ceiling is like the Hawks twenty twenty one run where they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's not. It, it's not going to happen. If it, if it does, we go back to this episode and say, oh, you're wrong. They need – ideally, they need to get the four seed to have a, a couple of few they – need, they need home court advantage. It's just, it's going to be really tough for them. Yeah, all they have to do is make it past the first round and then play the Sixers in the second round, and boom, they automatically yeah. have a chance to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. What I wanted to – the main thing I wanted to bring up is, like, what, what do you add now? Like, you have two big – There's nothing they can do. That's that's my point. I I like the deal, but like, what do you put around them? I feel like that's that's a very big problem now with with bigger ball handlers like Halliburton, and now you have a bigger guy that's clogged. It's almost like the Simmons and MB thing, where maybe it gets too clogged. Even though no, I know Halliburton can shoot the three very well, but what do you add to this team that makes them better? That's where I think it gets tough. There's nothing else they can do. I will say, I think all three of these guys and Halliburton, Siakam and Turner, I think they're going to complement each other's games really well. I don't think there's going to be a problem on the court with all three of those guys. Uh, I want to see what happens first. Again, all these predictions we're making, this is before we even have seen it, but I think they're not going to have a problem. But other than that, there's just, to me, there's just not anything else they can do. They don't really have anything else they can trade. I mean, they just gave up their three first-round picks, which, again, I mean, that's that's a lot. What did we give up, two in the Harden deal? Or, I mean, we yeah. got two in the Harden deal? Yeah, I, I mean, believe so, yes. Yeah, I mean, that puts things in perspective a little bit. There's not really – they don't have assets to acquire someone. It's just going to have to come down to free agency next year, which either they're going to have to try and re-sign Siakam or, you know, they're, they're going to have to get either a star guard or a star small forward if they plan on keeping Miles Turner and keeping him. But I <laughs> – to me, there's nothing else they can do this year. There's nothing. Well, what, what are they going to trade? What are they going to get? Yeah, what, what I, can I, they give I, up? I agree. There's probably not much you can do this season, and you're going to have to hit on at least one of those draft picks um, if you're Toronto to make this worth it because uh, you have you have Quickly and you have um, Scotty Barnes and R.J. Barrett, and those are those are solid players, especially Scotty Barnes. But you you got these picks, so you have some leeway, and you don't have to worry about the contract and like what they did with Van Vliet, how they just didn't trade him and let him walk for nothing. They they kind of learned from that and traded Siakam. But I feel like at this point, you have to land on one of those picks or or it's a waste. Yeah, I'm sure at this point in time, th- this is a great deal. We'll see how they do with their picks. NBA draft has been a little bit, it's a little bit more difficult. The NFL draft, there's, you know, it's not as loaded. So we'll see how they do with those. But let's talk about, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Toronto for a little bit again. Their returns in these last two deals, their front office is doing a great job. I mean, if you're a Toronto fan, you have to feel good about uh, their future right now. And th- again, this is the second deal. The Raptors have been involved in the two big deals so far. I don't. I, they're probably done at this point. But I, I, I just want to say kudos to their front office for what they've done. Yeah, spec. The, honestly, spectacular. I think they got 
when I didn't see initially the entire package, I thought it was just Siakam for Brown and I didn't know any of the picks. And then you texted me and said it was three first rounders. And I was like, that's insane. And, and I feel like it was a win-win for both of these teams. And I just think that the Raptors have been doing a great job. Yeah. And again, the pieces, I don't think they would have had to give up that much for this deal, but this is one of those things where the event, dude, you just can't live. And I'm going to try this again. Mediocrity forever. (laughs) Um, Like you can't just, you know, for years upon years, they were kind of like the five seed, the six seed, the four seed. Every once in a while, they, they just lose and they lose in the first round. You can't do that every single season. You're going to have to try something. So, like, normally I'd say this deal is stupid, um, but especially if they can try to keep get him to stay, uh, it should be good. I, again, I don't see them as big-time contenders either anyway. So, overall, this trade does not do much for me right now. In a few years, it can be kind of interesting because the Siakam effect on where he goes if he stays, and we'll see how those three first-round picks end up. But uh, right now, to me, it just doesn't do much. Bruce Brown and um, Jordan Anora, they're not going to mean anything unless Brown gets traded to a contender next year or this season. So really, for me, it doesn't do much this year unless they, unless they knock out a big team in that first round. Yeah, I, I think it all goes back to what I said earlier. It's like, what were your expectations before the deal and what are your expectations now? And that kind of will affect, that's kind of what I'm going off of for my grading system. For from this losing deal. in the first round to losing by a little <laughs> less in the first round for me personally, but I don't know. Uh, my final grades for this deal, I'll go first. I'll do Pelicans first because they really didn't do much. Again, they gave up just Kyra Lewis Jr. and get cap relief. Just to see, there's just not much going on here. Who cares about that? Uh, the Pacers, I gave them a B plus. It's again, like I said, it's great for everyone, the fans, Halliburton, everybody involved. But it's such a big price. Um, and for the Raptors, I, I mean, I don't hand these out. I do a lot of all. We did a lot of all season pre agency podcasts, and we usually do big time trade podcasts. I don't hand these out often. I gave an A plus. I mean, the rebuild is going great. This is an expiring contract. You got three first round picks room, which I don't think. He would be worth that much if he wasn't on an expiring contract, uh, personally. But I think it's great. Yeah, no, I I agree with your gradings. I, I have similar gradings, but a, a little bit different for certain reasons. Um, I, I agree with the C for the Pelicans. I think it's just the yeah. a whatever yeah. kind of thing. It's like a necessary whatever. Um, for I'll go with the Raptors first. I think that's in. I, I, I'm going to give that an A. A plus, I I know that's very rare for you. You really don't, yeah, aren't, aren't that positive on a lot of this stuff. But uh, I'll go A because you do get rid of Pascal Siakam, who's a very talented player. But which is pretty much the reason I can't give it an A plus because you lose such a talented player for picks that ultimately you don't know how they're going to turn out. Mm-hmm. But that that's the best possible package they could have got for him. Like that that's A worthy. That's spectacular. Like, can't believe they gave up three first round picks but yeah before you get to the pieces real fast let me chime in right there this is and i agree with you i will say it's either that or pretty much he leaves but something that also feeds into your a there i mean this is a franchise guy this is uh one of their last players if not the last i mean i can we can look this up from their championship winning team a handful of years ago and he played a massive part in that team so i mean it does mean a lot for the fan base he definitely did. And uh, and one more touching on that A grade. I think it could get even better because, like I said, I, I think they, they deal Bruce Brown before the deadline. I really do. And I think they're going to get something in return for him as well To because I think Bruce Brown goes to another contending team. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him on the Sixers. 
And I think they're going to get a, a great package in return for him as well. So I really like this deal and I can really only see it going well unless they completely whiff on all these picks, but that's so far in the future. Yeah. Um, Let me hear your Pacers. Yep. For the Pacers, I gave it a B solely, solely because you don't know Siakam's future. If they, it, like, if you told me it's guaranteed that he's going to come back and he's going to resign in Indiana, I'll give it an A. But I, I can't give it an A because you just don't know how this is going to pan out in the future with this team. I mean, but I, I like the player. I like the fit. I like the defensive um, scheme fit. I like the, uh, the fast paced offense kind of fit. But I, I just can't give it an A because you don't know his future. Yeah, and that's kind of something similar. I was I was at a B originally. The plus was added just because again, I'm just I, eventually like it, I just hit on it. You gotta just do something eventually. I mean, you can't just do nothing for so long. So that's why I added the plus. It's just good for everyone involved, honestly. Yeah, I, I think this is a very solid deal between both teams, and I think I already mentioned it. But both grades for both of us are subject to change depending on what happens in the future. Like if Siakam stays, I think both of us bump it up a little bit. And if um, the Raptors flip Bruce Brown or something else for more picks or more pieces, young pieces, I think that even rises up a little bit more. Yeah, I'd be intrigued to see what they could get. I, they, they, they'll definitely get something decent. I don't know. I, I can't see them getting a first. As I, no, but <laughs> like let's say they get a second and a young bench piece. Like, like yes, yeah. no, they can definitely I, get something. They definitely can, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that's all I got on this on this deal, Kate. Uh, we got the hot the hot stove. It's starting to get hot, and, you know. Uh, Levine's still being thrown around in conversations. Uh, there's some other guys out there. We'll see what happens. Pascal Siakam, he was originally linked with the the Canes for quite a while. I think that that could have been interesting. You throw Sabonis and Siakam together, mixed with Fox. I I would have rather have seen that personally. That would have been uh, very cool, yeah. But I don't know how how well him and Sabonis could have played together that's what yeah that's part of it i kind of want to see how that would have went yeah there was a uh, back tied into our philly roots there was one report that just came out today that said um the sixers were in talks with them and they they had something done that wouldn't require would not have required to give a tobias harris to get him oh and i thought that would have been interesting but i'm kind of glad we stayed away I, I don't think we need to i think next year we're gonna have so much cap space when Tobias inevitably leaves and I think it's it's better that we stayed away I believe yeah so overall that's all we got on this one um we'll keep getting that podcast on the big trades happen so thank you guys so much for tuning in go follow the Philly Sports Talk Instagram page that's philly.sportstalk.talk underscore the Twitter account Philly Talks underscore uh, we'll keep you updated on all episodes and everything that's going on um bring Levine to Philly See I believe he got hurt. I think he got hurt tonight. I could be did wrong. I, I believe he did. Uh, I'd well, have to. I'd have to go fact check after we're done recording. But I'm pretty sure he did get injured again. Huh. Well, that that's gonna hurt some value. But yep. <laughs> that's all we got. Thank you guys so much. Go Sixers.